Welcome to In Between Breaths, the podcast about relationships, family, friends, romantic, and most importantly, the relationship with yourself. I'm Scott, and it's just me today, and I thought I'd do something interesting. I'm actually, I'm visiting family for Thanksgiving, and I'm at my brother's house, and I thought I'd do a little check-in every day to see where I'm at and to talk to you about where I'm at. And um, this is kind of an interesting time for me because I've always had this interesting relationship with my family. Um, To say that we're close would be, well, I don't know that it would be true. I've struggled with my family a lot, um, maintaining relationships, having disagreements. Um, In fact, I'll start by explaining a lot of my childhood was fighting. Um, my parents fought a lot and I fought with my brother a lot and most of our family life was a lot of fighting and arguing and it's always a bit challenging for me to come home and not get pulled into that not get pulled into that whirlwind of drama and uh, arguing and um, I don't want to say complaining but um, I, I don't really know what to say it is, but needless to say, it is, um, it is quite challenging to be in balance, to be where I want to be, to be happy, um, to be centered, to, be, to have a lot of love for myself for where I'm at. I guess I've always felt bad that when I go home and visit my family, that it's not this you know, amazing time, this hallmark moment, this, uh, you know, fun, fun um, bunch of people getting together and just having a good time, enjoying a meal, and being really excited to see each other. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And if your family is too, maybe this is going to be a good podcast for you to listen to. Because I feel like when I talk to other people about their relationship with their families and their holidays and what they're going to do, Everything's amazing about it. They're so excited. They really want to see, you know, family and hang out and do all these things. And it's going to be amazing. And I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes it's not necessarily that way for me. I mean, part of me is excited. And part of me thinks it's going to be fun. And the other part of me thinks it's going to be a lot of work. It's a bit different than the relationship I have with my cousin Alana, where when we talk, I feel like a lot of times it flows and we're very um, open to what is going on in each other's lives. And we want to know and we're happy about it and we're happy for each other. And I don't know, it's in a way it's um, it's easier to talk to her as opposed to my immediate family. And you would think that because we grew up together, we would be close and tight-knit and, and thick as thieves. And it makes me sad sometimes to say that that is not necessarily the case. And I don't want to go ahead and say that, you know, it's my family's fault and they're difficult or anything like that. Actually, far from that. In fact, I know that I am 100% responsible for the relationship that I may have with my family. And I see 
that it is as much my fault as it could be anyone else's. So I am not here placing blame. I'm simply here to work through it day by day and realize that I could, in fact, be a very difficult person and not necessarily know it. A lot of times, especially our families, they bring out the triggers, they bring out the wounds, they bring out all the things that we need to heal. And it can be very difficult to see some of those things. And I believe that's why it's a difficult time for me. And that's why it's it's very difficult sometimes for me to be in this situation because there are so many things maybe about me that I don't necessarily want to see and that I don't necessarily want to take ownership of. And sometimes that's what being with family is all about. So in case this is relevant, I just want to explain exactly where I'm staying. I'm actually staying in the kids' playroom, which it feels a bit messy in here. Um, there's toys kind of strewn about everywhere, and it's um, typical kids' playroom. So um, it's big, and um, the heat is a little different than the rest of the house. So it's sometimes a little bit hot, sometimes a little bit cold up here. I have a bed that's on the floor, so it's just um, you know simple bed with some blankets. It's comfortable, and I think I'm going to enjoy it. And uh, what else? Um, this is the kids' playroom, so I don't really expect much privacy in here because the kids are supposed to knock, but yet they're kids. So mm, they may not knock. <laughs> it may just come in at any time. So that's a factor. I don't have much privacy. And um, I guess that's about it for now. So let's, let's go back and see how it goes. So I'll start last night. Um, that's actually when I got in and I'm not counting that day. I'm counting today as day one because I basically just came in and went to sleep. This morning I woke up. I woke up kind of late because I'm from the West Coast and my family lives on the East Coast. So I think I got up around nine or 10 and pretty much immediately it was just going into making food and I wasn't feeling great. I was a little bit, hadn't gotten a lot of sleep last night and I was, um, I was feeling a bit stuffed up. I guess is the right word. So I wasn't for sure feeling my best self. So we were cooking and it was a bit, you know, just, I was like, oh, this is not how I'm feeling like starting my day. We're just all of a sudden going into work. But it was fine. I just kind of went with the flow and, and, and try to see where I could help out with the food and everything else. I hadn't really even much said hello to anyone. <laughs> and try to find ways that I could help out. One of the ways I thought I could help out is maybe take the dog for a walk because she seemed a little rambunctious and it was a new dog. And the first thing that happened is um, I asked my brother to take the dog for a walk and he said, okay. And, you know, he got everything ready, which I didn't ask for. And I just thought for me, I was thinking in my head, oh, why is he doing all this? Like, I'm just going to go take the dog for a walk. And I went to go get my shoes and my coat because it's a bit cold outside. And um, when I put the leash on the dog, I noticed, oh, right away that I put it on the wrong collar. And he came over and what seemed like he told me how it should be. And it seemed like he was yelling at me. And I said to him, don't yell at me. And he got upset. And there was right away an interaction that we had. And it was not a good interaction. I felt like he was bullying me and he felt like I was maybe doing something else. And I thought about how that went <laughs> quite a bit, actually. 
and what I could have done differently. I should give some context for this. Uh, my older brother and I have had an adversarial relationship most of our lives. Um, we grew up fighting, and not just yelling or arguing, fighting, physical fighting as well. And uh, needless to say, we, we broke a lot of stuff in our house. Let's just say that punching and hitting each other and wrestling and, and whatever. That's the kind of relationship we have. So being that we didn't actually do that is, I suppose, a step forward. I'm looking to go further. I'm looking to see if there are ways I can set boundaries, because that's what I thought I was doing, and not be offensive. And uh, I think what happened is I was setting a boundary, he was setting another boundary, and our boundaries were conflicting. And the question is, how do you do that when you absolutely need to be around someone? Is there a good way? I figured really what I could have done is I could have let him do that and not reacted. Why did I need to react? Was the yelling, even if I felt it was yelling, is it really hurting me? Was it really doing anything to me? Did it really matter to me? Was this fight worth taking on? These are the questions I, I thought about that day. And the day went on. It was fine. A little bit um, tense, I would say. I felt a little like I was walking on eggshells. And right after that interaction, my mom got upset. And it was interesting to see how from one to another, you know, she told me that his ex-wife had yelled at him. And then um, maybe he had yelled at me. And then I got upset and got upset back. And then my mom got upset. So it was interesting to watch how that anger went from one person to another to another to another. And that's how it happens sometimes. When you don't, when you don't stop, when you actually react to someone else, you're taking on that contagion and possibly spreading it to someone else. And I thought that was interesting to see and interesting to watch and notice. That if I had maybe just watched instead of reacting, I could have stopped that contagion right there when people around me maybe really needed it, really needed that help and that support. And I'm not going to beat myself up for doing what I did. I just, I did what I did. And there's nothing I can do about it. That's in the past. But in the future, I would like to go ahead and try to handle it a different way. The rest of Thanksgiving was, well, mostly kids screaming and people talking and eating. And at the end of the night, I went and I said to everyone that was still around, congratulations on getting through another Thanksgiving. And um, I hope you have a good night. That's day one. I think day one was a bit challenging for me because, number one, I'm staying in the same house as everyone. We're all living under one roof, a three-bedroom house. And I'm not taking the normal breaks for myself. I'm used to living alone, so not with a lot of different people. I need to take that time for myself. I need to take time away. I need to move to spaces where I'm giving myself the encouragement and the space I need to be who I am. And the second challenge is that I'm coming into this a little low. I'm feeling a little bit defeated about not having my life together the way that I guess I believe it should be together right now. Um, I've been trying to buy a house after um, my last breakup where we sold our house and it's been really challenging for me to do alone. Um, 
the house market is just challenging in general. So if you're buying a house right now anywhere in the United States, my heart goes out to you. And I feel like my job is maybe not paying me as much as it costs to live in Southern California. And that's challenging as well. I'm also feeling my way through, I don't want to say replacing my relationship, but shifting from my relationship to reaching out to friends and other people to help give me support and give me what I need to not go inward and just be alone all the time. Because I know that's not what I want and that's not necessarily good for me right now. I want to be living a full life with different experiences. So all of that added up, I think you can guess what's going on with me. I'm feeling a lack of control and I noticed that today. The kids are running around like maniacs. There's a new dog here that is just a little bit, um, I don't want to say crazy, but very needy. I'm feeling a little out of control of the situation. I'm not able to be my normal self. And that is difficult for me. It's difficult for me not to feel, in any sense of the word, in control at all of my situation. I feel like I am just at the whim of whatever happens. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes we're in situations where our time is not ours. It can be someone else's. And I thought this was going to be about family, but really, it's mostly about me and how I'm feeling and what I'm bringing to the table and what I'm bringing to this experience. So I'm hoping to bring a lot more to this experience, to be more open and to co-create this situation with others and make it something that's worthwhile and enjoyable and not as exhausted as I feel today dealing with all these things that are coming up inside of me. When I see my mom or my brother or someone else have a moment, notice that I've been in that same moment and to forgive myself and give myself compassion for what they're going through and knowing that I've been through that situation as well. Well, Thanksgiving is over, and aside from the situation that I mentioned, there wasn't any major blow-ups, just some moments that we all had, frustration, depletion, which is something that is a surprise for me. I don't feel like we shared many of our feelings about much of anything. So I'm going to work on that, and I'm going to work on building these relationships and seeing what comes up inside myself. And if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be okay with that as well. I'm going to simply work on myself because right now I'm feeling a little disconnected. Day two with my family. Actually, um, today my dad and I left early to take a road trip to Asheville. I thought we were going there first to explore the area and, you know, just see a new place that I've never seen before when I actually realized that maybe we were going there to spend some time together and we always have really good conversations. We got into conversations about sense of self and is there a self and, um, you know, just learning things and conflict and, you know, just a bunch of really good, deep conversations about things. And it's funny, on the way back, we actually got into this conversation about he likes to tell me that he reads slow and he does things slow and that's just the limitation that he has with it. And it triggers me. Uh, I found out tonight the reason that it really triggers me is because 
I've actually said that very thing to myself so many times, and I realize how harmful it is to me when I tell myself that I can't do something or I'm not able to do something. Any excuse that I give that something is not possible. There's been other people in my life and my family that have told me that I can't do something. Maybe not directly, but they will tell me it's not possible or, or whatever, and it stops me from doing that. It's a really big thing for me that I don't want to hold myself back because of a belief. If I really, really can't do something and it's not possible, like, let's say, take off on a rocket ship in a couple minutes and go to the moon, fine. But if it's something that is achievable and I'm not doing it because I have a belief, then that's a different story. I don't want that ever to be true. I don't want to have a belief that I am limited in almost anything. Because for me, the most embarrassing thing is not that I failed or I did a bad job at something. It's that I didn't let myself try fully or didn't let myself be immersed in something fully or give it everything that I had. And then if I fail, fine. At least I gave it everything I had. At least I tried my hardest. And that was a really powerful thing for me to learn uh, today. Aside from going on this really long car trip, it was like four hours and I'm extremely tired right now. I guess I really didn't go there to go check out the town, to go do whatever we did there. It was really just to take the car ride and to have these conversations, learn more about someone, and learn more about myself. So that was day two. Can't wait to see what happens on day three. Kids will be back, full family. Let's see what happens. So we're back. It's day three. Made it through another day, yet with family. And this time, I'm actually going to talk about something a little different. I'm going to talk about how I physically feel right now. Because I don't feel good. I feel tired. I feel beat up. I feel depleted. I feel unhealthy. I feel... I don't, I don't know what it is I feel. <laughs> but I, I don't feel great. I'm going to say something a little shocking. I don't think I've pooped in three days. And I don't know if that has something to do with some of the emotional stuff that I'm going through. But I, I can tell you that sometimes when you are going through the emotional stuff, like your whole body just clamps up. I'm really hoping that this doesn't last. Because I just feel like I want to go to sleep immediately. It's just barely 10 o'clock here. And for me, it's still about 7 o'clock Pacific time. I just feel exhausted. My body feels exhausted because, like probably a lot of you, I've been eating a lot of Thanksgiving food that's kind of hearty. I've actually, for myself, I barely eat any bread, but this week I've eaten, got so much bread and probably sugar and desserts and things like that. I rarely eat dairy, and that's, I'm not eating healthy. I haven't slept very well in probably the past almost week. So it's all just coming to take its toll. This is also another relationship with myself it has nothing to do with my family. I mean, sure, they might encourage some bad bad habits that I'm having right now. But when it comes to taking care of my body, it's up to me. It's up to me to choose what I put in my body 
what kind of food I put in my body, how much I put in my body, what kind of sleep I get. And I get some of that is a little out of my control, but I can choose the most healthy choices available to me. And I'm not sure I have. <laughs> that in itself will also affect my emotional health as well. I'm going to start being more conscious about it because I felt today like I was not giving my best to the people around me. I felt like crap. I was a little more irritated. I was a little more upset. Even with the kids, you know, they would, they were just doing their thing. Probably the same thing as they've done other days, maybe more, I don't know. But I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, you're, you're really annoying right now. <laughs> I might have even said it out loud too. And I'm sorry for that. This day three all about what I've learned is that being your best for the people around you starts with you. It starts with you being a healthy person, getting what you need. Luckily, I actually found time to meditate twice today. Actually, maybe even a third time. I'm going to start drinking more water. I'm going to start drinking um, or eating a little healthier. And I'm going to do my best to make sure I meditate twice a day tomorrow as well. Because the days before, I don't think I did either. I don't think I meditated my twice a day. I want to give my best to people around me. I don't want to snap at people. I was a little snappy today, and I think the people around me felt it. I also spent the whole day in the house, which I'm not used to doing, and I'm going a little stir-crazy. So I'm going to really try my best to focus on being my best self, you know, mentally, physically. When someone needs me to do something or when I want to do something or I want to connect with someone, I do it in a way that I want to. I'm interested to see how that happens. And in all transparency, I was pretty complaining today. I was a little whiny, and I think I was a little dramatic. I want you to ask yourself, how do you feel sometimes in this type of situation? Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever been in this type of position where you're, you're just not your best, and you're whining and complaining, and you're like, everyone just leave me alone? I know I could have been better. So the one concrete interaction that I will put into the podcast is when the kids were going to sleep and they were being kind of um, whiny about getting the stories read and going to bed. They wanted to stay up and hang out and do whatever and just not go to bed. They were probably as overtired as I was. I'm going to read you a story <laughs> or I'm going to just leave because Scott is going to pass out. I was like, you make the choice. I don't know that I was super nice about it, and I really wanted to be, but I was struggling. I was struggling, and I think they were struggling a little bit too. Please, like it just in my head, I was like, please, 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 just listen to the story and go to bed. And so my father goes into each of their rooms, and he tells them to count their breaths. And he told me, that worked. They're both asleep. And I was like, damn it. That is a good skill to have for kids. Have them count their breaths and fall asleep. Noted. It just so happens that that skill works for adult kids too. Well, here we are. It's the end of day four. On a quick side note, I did poop that day and it was fantastic. Let's get on with the story. This morning started off with uh, my father taking me to one of his services that he goes to, which is part of uh, the Unitarian Church. It's not the chapter that he goes to, and I gotta admit, I went there trying to be open-minded, 
and I had a lot of judgments. I was thinking it reminded me of church. Um, there was so many similarities, and I was ready to throw the whole thing out. I was like, there's not enough meditation, blah, 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 like coming up with all these excuses why it was no good. And I realized that I was judging it through a lens, a lens of me having a hard time with church and growing up a Catholic and seeing it through those eyes instead of just letting it be what it is. Now, was it good or was it bad? Yeah, you know, there were some good and some bad things um, about it, That some that I liked, some that I didn't. And I think I'm just going to have to go back and really see if it's something that is or isn't for me. I don't know. But I'd really like to go there and try to have an open mind. And meanwhile, I'm going to give myself a lot of compassion and not beat myself up too much for judging it through an unfair lens. I noticed it. I realized what was happening, and I'm ready to correct that action. And what else happened today? Well, we all went to dinner. I was talking about um, houses that I was looking at and um, how the market was going and the prices of everything. And my brother started chiming in with um, the fact that it had to do with it was all inflation, why the U.S. dollar is being devalued. And uh, uh, the way he explained it um, just wasn't satisfying for me. I felt like it was a bit simplistic of an argument for what he thought was going on and what I thought was going on with with the housing market. In the past, I think I think we probably would have thought about it. He is a bit emotional about um, his arguments, at least from my point of view. I get emotional watching him get emotional about it. And this has been our pattern that we've fought about stuff like that. So I said what I said, he said what he said, and then I, th I think we both kind of agreed to drop it, which for me, I thought was progress. Um, because today we connected a few times, we talked, you know, we said some things, nothing, nothing super deep, but, you know, in my point of view, I feel like we are starting to, you know, talk to one another a little more normally, a little more like people who want to connect. And just because it wasn't on a deep you know, level of, you know, how we feel about this or how we feel about that. I feel like it was a good connection and it's a good start. And I feel like things sometimes have to go that route before you can get to the deeper level. And I don't know, maybe it'll never get deeper than that. But the fact that we're not fighting about it or letting ourselves get upset about it or get too emotional about it is progress for me. And I decided to just love that progress and be okay with where we're at. That's day four. I'm going to be honest and just say right now that I almost forgot to re record this episode. I almost just literally went to sleep. And I was going to. I was going to be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't need to record it. And then something inside me said, no, tell your story. Even if no one likes it, this story is helpful for you. The story could be something you listen back to and maybe even, you know, get something from it a year couple years from now to see how you feel and what you were working with and what you were doing. I still wanted to say fuck it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and that's just me today. That's how I was feeling. So I wanted to share it. And if this truly was a time that I decided to just let it go, then I decided that was okay too. And I actually felt excited to do it. So here I am. 
And that's, I think, the test sometimes of how you know if you should do something or not. Do I feel excited about this? I made it to day five. And day five was actually pretty easy and peaceful. We didn't do a whole lot today. There were no kids here. And I mostly worked. I've been working remotely today. At night, my brother was at one of his appointments. And we went through the kids, some of the kids' stuff, some puzzles together, and found missing toys that we wanted to throw out and, and things like that. So there wasn't really anything that was going on today. And I thought, wow, I have almost nothing to speak about. And yet I did. Of course I did. I realized that because uh, I was thinking about going home and how that's going to happen in a couple of days and how I was feeling here, that being so quiet and peaceful, that I am was thinking about all the times that I'm not going to have people to hang out with. And for me, this was never a problem before. I never struggled with being home alone or not having anything to do. I honestly, I didn't care. I'm like, why? Why is it that I'm struggling with being alone, with being by myself, with, with having a night alone with myself and not having someone to spend it with? And I thought about this a lot <laughs> because, you know, a lot of other people in my life are doing all these other things that are taking up their time. And, you know, they're not allowed, they don't have the time maybe to spend it with me because they're doing something else. Either it's kids or it's a project they're working on or whatever. And I have my own stuff too. And I wondered why I was getting so upset about the fact that, oh, yeah, this person doesn't have time to spend with me, I never get to see this person, or whatever. And, and that's just what happens when you grow up and you get older. Not everyone has time to spend with each other. And I realized that I'm not upset at any one person for not spending time with me. It has nothing to do with them. And it has everything to do with me and what I'm trying to distract from. And what it is that I'm trying to distract from is that maybe I'm not feeling good enough right now. Maybe... Um, Maybe I'm still going through some feelings with my breakup and the fact that things are, things are costing so much on my own that I'm a single guy in a one-bedroom apartment and there's just there's quite a few nights that I don't necessarily know what to do with. And I think for the first time in my life, too, I worry about being able to take care of myself. This has never, ever been an issue for me before. I worry about it. I mean, I've had anxiety before about it. And it's not been anything that has been something that has really overtaken me. It's more about what do I need to do right now, tonight, this afternoon, whenever, to satisfy who I am, to be good enough for me, to value myself. And right now I just don't have the answer to that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not having the answer. And at the same time, it's really difficult. It's really hard to not have the answer to that. And just to not feel that peace that I always have, that, that I was in some way taking care of myself and doing everything that I needed to do to take care of what I needed in life. And it feels, it feels fucking scary. It feels out of control. It feels like I'm going to spin into oblivion. And yet, there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is feel it. And I'm learning to cope with it. I'm learning 
not just to manage it, but to have compassion for myself and love myself for where I'm at and what I need to do and how do I need to express these feelings to myself and others. And, um, you know, for anyone out there who is dealing with being alone, especially during these times, I know exactly how hard it is for me. I don't know how hard it is for you, but I can say with absolute certainty that it's hard. And the only person that is, that you really need to please, that you really need to show that you can do this is yourself. And I know that's possible. And I also know that the other thing that I'm feeling with this is that I'm changing. And that is fucking scary. And I feel like I'm losing myself. I feel like I'm losing the person that I was. And that death of the person that I was, I believe, is the scariest part to me. The part that I don't want to let go of. That I'm not that person anymore. That I'm meant for something different. And that something different is coming to me. And I'm going to change, and I don't want to. And I don't know, maybe letting go of that person that I thought I needed to be for so many years is the key to me becoming the person that I always really needed to be. The real me. The me that's been hiding. The me that's always been scared to come out and share that me with others. Well, it's day six. This is, this is my last night. And... Um, I mean, today was pretty good. I spent most of the day working uh, remotely so I could spend an extra day with my family. And uh, I got up early today, uh, went on a hike, which was great. I really love just going on hikes in the woods, which I don't get to do a lot of that in Southern California. So that was really fun for me. I mean, even though it was 30 degrees, it was cold, but so what? So what? I got to be out in nature. And um, after I finished work, uh, my family had uh, prepared a great dinner of lobster and clams. And uh, no, it's not usual, but we don't get to see each other that much. So um, that was a great surprise for me. And I really, uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, how great is it to have people, even though we may fight, we may not live our lives the way we hope each other will live and it's true we don't always have the best communication but there's other forms of communication the fact that we wanted to sit down break bread and celebrate the fact that we're all in the same room together how amazing is that to have people in your life that want to do that with you and I think that's the lesson of this trip is to really be grateful for the people that are in my life that support me and care about me no matter what I do right or wrong or or whatever that they still want to be around me and they enjoy having me there and I enjoy them despite our differences one moment that I wanted to share is um, this my uh, my mother um, was looking on Instagram and saw a meditation session that I posted on there and it was about anger and she was asking me about it and I said we all get angry it's true. Yeah, I get angry. And she said, oh, yeah, I do too. And she had just got angry with my father for something. And I said, yeah, well, it was about knowing that the anger that we have, it's not about the people we get angry at, but it's all about ourselves and what we're angry about, what our wound is, what we're trying to heal. It's all about you. 
And she said, well, this time it was all about him. <laughs> so thank you, Mom, for being so honest. Thank you, Dad, for also being so honest. And I'd like to thank my brother Aaron for also being honest. And I'd like to thank my nieces and nephews for hanging out with me and having a great time with me. And I thank all of my family for welcoming me and still allowing me to be a part of it. That's what I'm grateful for. See you next time. And if you enjoyed this podcast or any other podcast, it really helps us if you leave a comment and give a fantastic review. We sure would appreciate it. And to get notified when new episodes come out, please follow or subscribe or whatever your platform asks you to do. And I wish you all the patience, love, and compassion in the world when working on your relationships.